Hallelujah. I want us to take this time and uh, invite uh, Reverend Dr. Masongani, our father, a veteran, a giant in faith and in the circles of our faith Christianity. A well-renowned man, well-traveled man, speaking to many different uh, gatherings. You can start from the lowest to the highest, even to state presidents or statesmen, governments in Africa and beyond. God has used him mightily, and he is also in the who's who of the world. If you know what is a who's who, uh, again, he's also in the Guinea Records book. It's people that God has used mightily to influence the society, and not only in one country, but in many nations of the world. I want us to welcome him. He will, uh, uh, we will minister, and when he finishes, then we will be leaving to Ganyamazan. But we want to appreciate each one of you for having come to worship the Lord this morning. And uh, also to highlight that uh, as uh, most of you were aware, I wasn't around here on, on Friday in our Passover meetings. Uh, we had to run with Ubab uh, Masongani, uh, our pastor, uh, to MLO, where uh, the president of the Republic of South Africa chose to come and worship the Lord, not to speak politics, but to worship God and uh, hear what God will be saying to his life and to our nation. And he is the one that managed Ubaba. Uh, Masongani to, to pray for him and I was uh, overwhelmed when uh, he asked him to kneel down uh, and uh, you know we stood with uh, Apostle Gambole on either side lifting up his hands so that he would uh, pronounce the right things into our nation and not failure in our nation uh, it was an honor to have him uh, minister there so I believe even the blessing has passed on to my grandson. He might be the president. Yeah, he might be if he wants to. Because uh, the anointing is flowing from the head down to the neck, the shoulders, and to the tassels, to the feet. So may this anointing benefit all of you as our father ministers this uh, morning. Amen. Thank you. Just before I call your attention to our message for the morning, which is titled Three New Testament Ways of Surviving or Dealing with Storms in Life. Allow me to recognize, acknowledge, and appreciate this great champion of the gospel, His Excellency, the Honorable Presiding Bishop of El Shaddai, 
ministries, international, and his uh, great supportive wife, the first lady of this ministry, please give them big hands of appreciation. As a typical Shangan from Petanenge, uh, I have always enjoyed many mentoring and, and fathering the bishop uh, and his wife, although I am sometimes too hard on his wife because I keep on telling her when she talks to me as a typical Shangan from Petanenge, she must kneel down. And I told her that whenever she talks to me as a typical Shangan, she must not look at me in the face. And thirdly, I told her that when she talks to me, she must use first party, alto, Soprano, Teda, Angapanga Jisena Baraton. A Shangan husband feel threatened, you know. But they are friends. I can talk the way I like with them, and I like the way I talk with them. Three New Testament ways of surviving or dealing with storms in life. There are three storms in the New Testament. But before that, in verse 33 of the Gospel of John, my introduction is taken from Christ the head of the church, what he said about our days 2,000 years ago. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know the opening phrase of this passage of scripture is highly descriptive, informative about our contemporary time. These things in plural I have spoken unto you. Which are those things? It is stress, anxiety, worry, depression, global warmings, tsunamis, earthquakes, HIV, AIDS, Ebola, 
COVID-19, for your information, our previous generations grappled with seven to eight coronas before COVID-19. And from World War I, World War II, even the genocides by Hitler, concentration camps where over six million people were killed. I mean killed more and Seseko killed more and, 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 and others killed more through politics and genocides. So when Jesus said, I have spoken to you about these things. He meant what you and I are grappling with in our contemporary world. 2021 was, uh, was characterized by endless storms in every level of human existence in South Africa, Africa, and the global village. Personal storms, family storms, church storms, and societal storms. Now, in the Bible, it is very interesting how in this three New Testament storms, we find answers as to how to deal with our storms and to survive our storms. Bishop Mdaga, at the conclusion of his me message, Sermonette delivered in the presence of the, of, of the President of the Republic of South Africa, he concluded his message by saying, we shall overcome. And I would like to see every citizen of South Africa, of Africa, and of the world embrace those great words of the bishop we shall overcome. Storm number one is found in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Jesus was on a serious mission to Gadara to liberate a man who was possessed with something like 3,000 to 6,000 demons. And when the storm came, it, it intended to interrupt this great mission. For your information, storms will even come when you are on a godly mission. 
you must learn how to handle that storm. Storm can even come when you are praying. Storm can even come in your marriage between you and your sweetheart. A storm can come between parents and children. You may go through storm in a work situation, in sport, in politics, in parliament. Storms just come. Some, you don't apply for storms. Storms just come. How did Jesus overcome this storm? He spoke to it. Let us all say spoke to it. You must learn as a Christian believer to speak to your storm. boldly. Words are the most powerful phenomenons the world has ever known. Especially words spoken in the name of Jesus. It will remove Kilimanjaro's. We must learn to speak to our storms. When storms come, don't just relax, panic, and you want to jump out of your marriage, jump out of your church, jump out of your business, speak to the storm. The Bible says, when Jesus spoke to the storm, there was peace. There was calm. And his disciples were amazed. Even those who, th who think you will drown in that storm, when they see you standing, when they see peace and calm, they will glorify your God. Storm number two is found in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 23. This storm came when Jesus was walking on the, on the sea. While you are doing something, it may be something very important. Storms will come. This particular storm came as Jesus was walking on the sea. And when Peter saw Jesus, he was not so very much sure about. And he said, if it is you, Jesus, tell me to come. And Peter 
was bold enough to take Jesus at his word and started walking on the sea like Jesus. We should learn during stormy times as Christians to take Jesus at his word. There are 8,000 promises in the 66 books of the Bible which are there for grabs for you and I as children of God to claim to take God by faith as we read the word. The Bible says if you call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord will answer. If you ask anything in the name of Jesus, the Bible is full of promises. God will supply all your needs. It may not be all your wants, but all your needs according to his riches and glory. And God will do it. It is amazing that during this, during the lockdown and 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 and, and pandemic that we are grappling with, my family and I never slept without food. God supplied because we took Him at His word. So, even when storms come. While you are walking with God, while you are in God's will, in God's plan, in God's purposes, don't panic. Take God at his word. You know, when Peter attempted walking, and he did walk, but... He sank, but he never died. He was never killed. What often kills us is panic and screaming for nothing. The people that you are screaming to, they are human. They won't help you. The one who helped Jesus Peter, it is Jesus himself. And I am saying to you, all members of El Shaddai, you will not sink and die. God's promises will be fulfilled in your lives. Many writers, when they write about Peter, they write about his weakness of sinking. And they, they major on minors. They don't major on majors. They don't talk about Peter walking on the sea like Jesus. He's the only man second to Jesus who walked on the sea. But many of us, even we preachers, 
we condemn Peter so much. We are so hard on Peter. Just like you, many people will talk about your mistakes, your weaknesses, your shortcomings. Like one husband who was a fiery evangelist, he looked at his wife and he said, all I see in you is Jesus. He wanted to avoid to see his, his wife. Sometimes you, you must learn to see your wife in your wife. Don't just see the Holy Spirit. Don't just see Jesus. If you see only spirit in your wife, and if you only see Jesus in your wife, you will not be able to love her intelligently. You will over-spiritualize her and even lay too much religious hands on her instead of laying on her romantic hands. You must watch those people who major in condemnation, criticizing, discrediting, they will not see the good that you do. They will only see your mistakes and talk too much about your mistake. Like one parent, they had a beautiful girl, 14, 15, 16, she was washing dishes and a saucer fell and broke. This girl was given such a long lecture. Oh, fire sosara, you will never get married. They and you will find that the, the mother broke more saucers. You know, we must learn to be kind to one another and minister to each one another even in our weaknesses. Let me do the last storm and close. I wish I had uh, something like three days because it would take me one session to do justice to one storm. The last one is found in Acts 27 verses 1 to 44. This in, in, involves over 260 passengers on a, on, 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 on a boat on a, sh on a passenger ship sailing to Rome and the storm came in the middle of the sea. They lost property and they had to fast, forced fasting. Vanga Diswakudya took out valuable assets, threw them in the sea in order to 
alleviate weight on the boat. Even that, it didn't help. In the final analysis, the, the ship was broken, but none of them died. And that is what I want you to catch and trust God that he will keep you. He will enable you to survive. Why don't we ask ourselves, how many people died of COVID? Not only in South Africa, but in our families, in Africa, and globally, but you and me are still alive. What did we do? The Bible says it's not by might and it's not by power. It is God's great grace. Now, since you and I are alive, we should allow God to give us even a song at midnight, a song of praise, a song of gratefulness, a song of humility, humbleness, because it is by God's grace that you and I are alive. And what helped this over 260 people in that boat which was broken to survive. They did something about the storm. I will repeat, they did, each one of them did something about the storm. Those who could swim, basamberile, those who could not, and the others on, on broken pieces from the ship. And the Bible says all of them, they landed safe. Eka Island of Melita or Malta. In conclusion, I am saying to all of you in this congregation, none of you will die. None of you, your aspirations and dreams will die. If we obey that last message, those who can swim, swim. Those who can ride on a piece of wood, do that. On a piece of any item, Shambelan, you will get to the island. There is an island of hope for every one of us. There is an island of blessings for every one of us. We should not lose faith 
we should not lose hope. We will one day sing, the storm is over, when every one of us shall have landed on that island of hope. It is my prayer that every one of us who survived storms, who grappled with storms, shall find the blessing. And the psalmist prayed, O oh Lord, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things out of thy law. There are many wonderful things in this world. Life is not only made up of storms, problems, troubles, and pains. One day you will wake up healed one day. One day God will supply your needs. You won't believe. You will be like me who was born in a poor home, poor parents, poor village, apartheid South Africa, group areas act, pass laws, restrictions. I was visited by special branch, you know, persecuting me just when I announced that I am marrying a Tosa from the Eastern Cape. I was marrying a terrorist. Some of you don't know how vicious apartheid was. But here we are today free in South Africa. We have reached our island of hope. Let's praise the Lord in this island of hope. Let's glorify his name in this island. Let us remember his faithfulness, his provision, the victories. Let us enjoy the warmth and the love in the body of Christ. Three New Testament ways of dealing with storms in life. Speak to your storm. Walk through your storms. And also do something about your storms. God bless you. Come on, can we appreciate the men of God again? Hallelujah. I believe the call is to encourage us to sail and to swim through the storm and never give up because of the cold weather or because of the blowing winds of life that we are facing. Some of these winds are not, uh, in fact, not some, but almost all winds are not friendly to your destiny. And they want to stop you from reaching your destiny. Uh, but remember that God is able even there to turn the wind uh, to blow behind your back so that you can sail smoothly sometimes and faster and quicker at the end to reach your destiny. There are those winds that will oppose you. It's not an easy sailing. 
you have to labor very hard. I pray that the Lord will turn the winds of life to blow from behind you and push you to your destiny. May you reach the island of hope. May you reach uh, the dreams that you have about life. May you be freed from the hardness of life that could be upon your life now that you are facing. We may not be seeing what you are going through. Nobody may be knowing what you are going through, but you are not there to die. You are just going through. Beyond, beyond the tunnel, there is light. Just keep on looking to the light who is Jesus himself, and you will surely be going through that darkness and overcome it. May it be so for your life, for your family, for your businesses, for your work conditions. May you see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. May you find the promotions you are dreaming about. May you find the new businesses you are thinking of. Let them not die as thoughts. Uh, allow them to be born. Do something. Favor will come somehow when you are working. When God called David, David was doing something. He was working. He was tending uh, the sheep and taking care of the sheep of his father. Uh, forgotten by the family even when there was a great uh, occasion that had to take place in the family. But God said, no one do I choose among those that were favored. No one do I choose. And Samuel says, is there no one else, no other child? May you experience that grace where they may be looking for uh, someone to ordain for a greater post for something also in life, but then come to a point where they will say, but is there no one else around here? And Jesus says, oh, by the way, as an afterthought, someone is tending sheep there. And Samuel says, we shall not sit down, we shall not eat. There is no eating, there is no feast, there is no lunch until that boy comes. May you find that grace, may you receive that grace that they will wait for you. Even an industry can wait for you when God's finger is pointed upon you. May you receive that grace in the name of Jesus so that wherever you are needed, they will wait for you. And when you submit your CV, they will say, this is the one that we have been waiting for when you come. May you see that grace falling upon your life and all things fall in place concerning you. What a sermon, what a word. Though there are storms, we all overcome those storms. Surely there is victory for those who keep on walking, for those who keep on driving. You will pass the storm in the name of Jesus. Shall we bow our heads? Father, I pronounce your blessing upon your church, even as your servant has spoken the living word to us. We need the living word more than motivations. We need your word to speak to us, to transform us, to make us who you want us to be, to reach our destinies and the purposes that you have prepared for us on earth. We need to reach those. I pray, Father, that no one will fail in any way in this life 
and in his faith or her faith in ministry and in the things that we are believing God for. Prosper your church, Lord. Take us from one level to the next in walking with you in faith and in glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, all mishaps and misfavors or disfavor that your children have been going through or facing, let them be turned around. May the wind blow behind them now, pushing them to their destiny in the name of the Lord. We thank you, Father, that when Jesus came walking on the waters, all things changed. When Jesus came, when the storm was so rife in the sea, his waking up calmed the sea when he spoke a word. Father, we need that authority by the Holy Spirit to speak to our storms and calm our seas in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless your church, Lord, to be knowing what they should speak in each and every environment in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming to worship the Lord. You did a great thing. Touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor if you cannot touch him or her, you did a good thing coming to worship God. You did a good thing. Encourage somebody, please. You did a good thing. You did a good thing. Thank you so much. The word that you got today was a befitting word for each one of us. And we receive it and we walk in it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. May I give you an opportunity uh, to offer your sacrifices to the Lord. Uh, we are encouraging all of you, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, if you can get the account number, just uh, transfer electronically into the account of the church. All that you are giving electronically is real, real what is it? It's noticeable. We see it. We see your tithes. We see everything. So let us not give the devil any opportunity. Just transfer your funds that you want to give to the Lord if you can. But if you can't, uh, you are welcome to bring over here. Uh, we will also speak a blessing to you even when you are bringing them physically. Uh, you are bringing your offerings physically or you are swiping. We see all and we are praying a blessing for you. Let's come and let's get one song and come and give as they are singing and give to the Lord joyfully so. The Bible tells us the Lord rejoices. Uh, in fact, he, he loves a cheerful giver. So when you come, don't be grieving. Come rejoicing. Shall we stand and worship the Lord as we come and give? For Jesus came down for Jesus came down and he lifted me up. Let's sing together. For Jesus came down and he lifted me. Jesus came down. He lifted me up. For Jesus.
lifted me up. See.